I'll charge you for this session later. You'll Thank get you. my invoice. Just deduct it from my paycheck. Welcome to Signal, the podcast that raises your frequency. I'm Maury Fontanez. And I'm Melissa Grushka. Bean, do you want to know what your purpose is? Bean, I've been asking you for like seven years, so I feel like it's time. Let's talk purpose. Well, hello. You're back on a Zoom screen. I know. And truthfully, I'm just going to bust right in and say that's my cringe. (laughs) I'm not even, I don't even want to hear what we're talking about. I just want to tell you it feels really cringy being back here. It felt way more vibey doing it right next to you. I know. We both were saying as we were prepping for the show this morning that our energy's off. Yeah, very. And off. I think I'm a little sick, but I refuse to admit it. So, cool. other than that, we were saying that um, we're both a little sad because we had such a great time together, and it was like so vibey. It was for so five vibey. days. Yeah. We just vibed all day, all night, like literally, literally. And then the literally. plug got pulled. Right. That's what I said. I said it just ended, and you made fun of me. It did. It got like broken in half out of nowhere. So devastating. I know. We were together for 24 hours a day, and then suddenly it was like, never again. You know who it's not devastating for? Your husband. TJ, (laughs) who said to us at one point, wow, you guys just talk nonstop. (laughs) As I was yelling something to you in the other room. Yeah, from on the bedroom that is his bedroom that he wasn't in because you were lying on his side of the bed. Eating snacks in his bed watching TV. (laughs) With you. <laughs> I wonder why he didn't have the best time. <sighs> it was fun, though. It was I so think fun. he vibed. He vibed on our fun, I think. Totally. It, or it's not. hard not to. Or not. <laughs> um, is that truly your cringe for the week? I how's swear your week to God. been going back home? How's, how's I came home and immediately entered like Sick Kid Central because yeah. it's mid-February. So since I've been back, I've not had one day where all the kids were at school. Yeah. So it's been like that. Right. So I came back from breaking the vibe into like taking care of Sick Kid's vibe. That's like two polar opposite experiences. Totally. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I haven't even unpacked because I haven't had any time. Oh. It's been like four days. I know. Yeah. That doesn't feel good when your suitcase doesn't. is still kind of in the corner and like you had to get some shit out of it. So it's sort yep. of half unpacked. Yeah, you know. It's not a good feeling. I'm sorry. No, I'm going to do it after this. Anyway, let's stop boring. What about your cringe and delight? Let's stop boring everybody. I don't really have anything other than I had a week of like just shit to do that wasn't fun i got a root canal boo oh, boo right not yeah. fun i am fighting something i don't know if you can tell in my voice but i've decided that i'm not going to acknowledge it and just take a lot of vitamins wow i think you're yeah. fighting sadness in your sadness in your soul from me leaving yeah sadness plus sinus i don't know if advil makes any special kind of thing for that sadness I don't plus think sinus so. but that's what's going on so i think we're just going to have to uh you know what is going to cheer us up? Talking about purpose? <laughs> yes. Talking about purpose. Oh. I wanted to talk about purpose today. Not just because I coach people on their purpose, oh. but because I feel like there's a lot about purpose that is totally mythologized and is not necessarily accurate. And so I think that like we make purpose feel so big and inaccessible that I feel like Sometimes when I tell people that I work on purpose, they're like, 
what, like, how would I even address that? It feels so unattainable. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. Is mythologicized, what was the word? Is that a word? Mythologized. Like, I just mean there's all these myths about purpose. When you think about purpose, you know, I don't know. I imagine someone, you know, giving up their home, their car, all their material belongings and going to- For what? I don't know, the Himalayas and becoming, (gasps) yeah, some kind of- I'll do that. I'll do it with you. All right. Well, why don't we break it down? How about we do like a really simple base level definition of what purpose is and we can build from there. We don't have to do grand to small. We can do small and grow. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I like that. That's very approachable. All right. I'll tell you what the purpose, like dictionary definition of purpose is. Why don't we start And then I want yours. Okay. And then I want yours. Great. Dictionary definition is the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. So if we apply that to us as humans, it is the reason we are here now. Clear? The reason we are here now? Yes. Although I don't feel like that is enough for what I think of when I think of purpose. That doesn't feel large enough. Tell me what you think of. The reason we are here now, that actually, I guess, leads me to a question I was going to probably bring up later, but I could just bring it up now, is can we have different purposes? I mean, if my purpose Mm. is just for what's happening right now, what if in 10 years, what's happening right now is completely different? Does that mean I'm not aligned with my purpose any longer or my purpose can shift throughout my lifetime? That is, I think, more common a question than you know, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I think that a lot of people feel like, wait, is my purpose one thing? Does it change? Does it shift? Because you change and you grow. Think about what you thought you wanted to do at 20 versus what you're doing in your 40s. Um, (laughs) Let's get to that. I actually would love for our entry point to be, besides this definition, like why does it matter? Yes. Why does it matter? I'll tell you why I think it matters. And then I want to hear now that you've had some time to play in the pool of purpose working with me, what you think. The purpose pool. Yeah. I'm using a lot of water metaphors. You really are. What's that all about? So listen, here's why I think it matters. Here's why I call myself a purpose coach half the time. As we humans are navigating this experience of being human, I think that what I find when people come to me from a place of discontent, right, that's usually why you look for a coach, is because Yes, there are things happening in our lives that feel hard and challenging and we're navigating change and and challenges and and that experience is difficult. But I actually think that that's a symptom of a larger issue, which is what am I doing here? Why am I here? What is my why? And if we're not connected to a larger why, things can begin to feel a little meaningless. And when things feel meaningless, that can be a slippery slope towards – disconnecting from ourselves, from each other, from this planet, from joy, you know, from fulfillment. And so usually when people feel like they're kind of floating through space and disconnected, to me, that's a sign that, oh, you've lost your larger why. You're not clear on your purpose. And so then things don't hold meaning for you anymore. How does that hit you? Sad. And I feel like there are so many people just floating through life. So many people floating through life. And I'd imagine that all people's limiting beliefs and whatnot clouds their ability to understand their purpose. And it just makes us even more sad. Well, yeah. I mean, here's here's like the first myth about purpose is that it has to be large and on a global scale yeah. and it has yeah. to help millions of people for it yeah. to matter. 
And because that is so not most of our purposes, then it feels like a door is shut to us. Like some people get to live in a purposeful way and others of us don't because we believe that purpose has to be so big and global. And that's myth number one. Purpose is small. Purpose is about your day-to-day life. It's about what you're contributing. So maybe actually to answer the bigger question about purpose and how I get there, I should talk about my purpose equation that I work with clients on. And then we can break down the equation. Okay. So we talked about why it matters. It gives you a sense of meaning to your life. But how do you figure it out? This is a question that a lot of people ask. I think that's what everyone tuning in is probably like, okay, okay, so how do I get there? Yeah, totally. I have a really simple equation. And actually, my equation is a flavor of most people's equation. Mm -hmm. If you go and Google, how do I find my purpose? You'll find some elements of this in each person's response. So to me, the purpose equation is A, your most natural skill set. The things that you are good at without having to try too hard. The things that just naturally come to you. For some people, it's cracking jokes. For some people, it's knowing the solution to something that feels complicated to other people, right? Like Was that, were you just doing both of us? You were like, yeah. you crack jokes, you. Yeah. And those are just examples. Yeah. Because I can't survive on cracking jokes. I mean, that can't be my whole point of being on this earth. No, this is just part one of the equation. Got it. Okay. Cracking okay. jokes. So Plus, And that's an example. There's multiple things that come naturally to you that you're good at. I just wanted to give a range. I don't mean you have to be able to be good at calculus right? or that your skill set is that you build beautiful homes. Climate change. Right. Right. Like it can, it's something even more innate and natural. That's why I use those two examples. So for me, it's been that from the time I was little, I could just see the solution to things really clearly. It just felt clear to me. And I was connected to a deeper conversation that wasn't tangible or visible, which is why intuition is another part of my purpose. You always right? have been that way. So natural. So that's A, part A of the equation. Part B of the equation is the things that make you feel fulfilled. Now, fulfillment can look like a million different things. It can look like just feeling good. It's very hard to focus with this puppy who's decided to now join. Who's my best friend in the... (laughs) Hi, Kai Kai. I've been smiling since she poked her cute little head in. And it should be noted that we became best friends while I was out there. Like beyond. Like uh, best friend charms kind of thing. If you don't watch us on YouTube, this might be the episode to go check out on YouTube. And whatever. I don't know what minute mark we're at, but you'll get to meet Kaya, which is pretty fun. Anyway, so I'm talking about part B of the equation, which is just fulfillment, things that make you feel fulfilled. And fulfillment is a really big kind of intangible word, right? What does it mean to be fulfilled? We can define those things differently as human beings. What do you feel like fulfillment is to you? I'm not totally sure. And I was thinking similarly that knowing what innately knowing what my skill set is, it does also does not come completely naturally to me. Like I'm aware that I'm talented in a very variety of areas, but I can't pinpoint what that is. And I can't pinpoint exactly. I know fulfillment when I feel it, but I couldn't really describe it to you. Right. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of people. Yeah. That's why purpose seems so untouchable because what is fulfillment? What, is, what are you great at? Do you want to hear why I think that 
we have such a hard time pinpointing both of those things. Like, what am I naturally good at? What fulfills me? Yes. Is because both questions is me asking you to go inward and define that for yourself. And we mm. are not trained in our culture or in this moment in time as a species even to go inward to define ourselves. We're very externally defined. We just talked about this right. with Blaze two weeks ago around identity and how identity is so defined by our environment and what other people are doing and how they're describing their identity because we are such a culture of external sources of data being our truth, right? Which is right. like literally if I were to tell you what my purpose is, it's that. It's to change that entire dynamic where we believe that we need to be defined from the outside versus from within. So it's hard to answer that question, I think, both of those questions, because you're so used to being told what you're good at by other people. And if you're then in a dearth of that experience, if you're in a life moment where you're not working or you're not in a community doing things, right, you're not um, collaborating with others, you don't have other people around you constantly telling you what you're good at, right? True. Some of us are, you know, stay-at-home parents. If the other parent isn't constantly gassing us up, being like, whoa, you are the best, most organized, most incredible, most loving, <laughs> then, you know, we don't, we don't get that external validation. So we don't understand the things that are naturally good to us. So right. I, without overstating it, I think that's why. And then the same thing around fulfillment. I think fulfillment is externally defined for us by our culture, by media, by brands, by television, by things that say this is what happy is. This li this lifestyle with this white picket fence, with this nuclear family is happiness. This is fulfillment. This kind of job where you are the boss is fulfillment rather than rejecting those things and saying, no, actually what makes me feel fulfilled. So let's break that down to another I know that we're now in a meta equation and now a micro equation, but I do want us to address what fulfillment looks like for us. I Tell feel me. like fulfillment is a physical sensation for me. Okay, good. What is it? What is it's it? It's an internal physical. I. It's almost like you feel complete from inside out to the, into the, I don't know, depths of your body. Like it's a, it's almost like a sigh of relief, like a, oh, okay, yeah. like here I am. This is nice. Yes, it's almost a settling in. It is yes. a it is a nothing Ugh. is missing right now. It is a right. sense of wholeness that is really hard to articulate because it is so within. It is not an external experience. Right. It's a rootedness. It's a like it's a jacket that fits you really well. It's just a sense of like aha, click, I am in, I am centered. And it has to be completely different for each individual. So it's even right, harder exactly. to explain to somebody. That's right. That's right. So fulfillment for me, and this is where I would ask all of you to just stop and ask yourselves, like, what does fulfillment actually look like for me? Do I know it? Because if you don't know what something is, you don't know how to chase it. You don't know how to go look for it. So let's start by identifying it. Fulfillment for me is such peace. Yes, it's like peace, peace of mind. I, when I am fulfilled, there's not a lot going up in that hamster wheel over and over again, right? And as someone who struggles with anxiety, it's extra notable because it, it almost brings the anxiety down. It yes. slows that noise for me. That's what fulfillment looks like. It feels very settled and calm. Yeah. It also feels like 
deep comfort in my skin. Yes. Like I just know that in those moments, who I am at my core is enough. Yes, totally. I feel like they're few and far between though these days. I wonder if there are individuals who live their lives feeling that all of the time. I can't even imagine. I know, I know. Powerful. And you know what? I think we idealize people and we believe that they live like that all the time so that when we don't live like that all the time, we think there's something wrong with us. So I would just say to you, like that's myth number two, that your purpose is free-flowing all the time and that there are some people out there who are so clicked into it that every single day of their lives, they feel settled into their skin, they feel like they're enough, and they feel like they have peace of mind. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. I've never met a person who is coming from that frequency every day. It's just not the human experience. It is hard. That's the second thing about purpose is like when you're in your purpose, you're not floating constantly on a cloud. It's hard to do the work of purpose. So fulfillment, important for you to understand. It could be a sense of joy. It could be a sense of fun. Like just get familiar with what feels good to you. That's fulfillment. So part A of the equation is, your natural skill sets, the things you do well naturally without trying too hard, plus B, the things that make you feel fulfilled, equals C, impact. The impact you're having on the world, and this can be the world in your home, the world in your neighborhood, the world in your town, the world in your company, or the world. It's just the impact you have on those around you. So, as you're doing the thing that you're naturally good at and you're getting a sense of fulfillment out of it, those two things together are creating a positive net effect on yourself and those around you. That's how you know you're in your purpose. Bean, you have your hand up, please. Yes, Bean, it's your turn. Mrs. Fontanez, please, what if you what you're good at does not bring you fulfillment? Oh, what's an example of something that you're good at that wouldn't bring you fulfillment? Are you put it? Is this a test? I just or don't no? think that there is something you're naturally good at that wouldn't feel fulfilling. Oh, okay. Well, then forget that question and move along. But so I don't know. Have, I'm willing yeah, I don't to be challenged. Either. I mean, I feel like there are people at work who are doing a job and they're really good at it, but they hate it. Right. right. Like they're really right. good. I can even speak to your past yes. and say you've had jobs that you're phenomenal, like a rock star, but it wasn't fulfilling to you. And you know what? I love that you bring this up because that was such a clarifying moment for me around my own purpose, right? Which is that I did a lot of firefighting for corporate clients, right? Like something would go wrong or they were going through a massive change and there I was to help navigate it. I felt like I was like losing connection to my soul doing that work. Yes. But what I realize is I'm still firefighting for clients. Something is wrong. Something's misaligned. They're going through a massive change. And there I am to solve it. Currently, you mean in your current position? Yes, 100%. Totally. So that goes to say that the thing that I'm naturally good at, which is finding a solution to what other people feel are deeply complex problems, was one, not being applied in my most highest frequency way. Right. Right. I was doing it by writing strategies for CEOs and corporations rather than coaching leaders and public personalities to get aligned to their truth to solve the, the crisis or the problem. So it was the how I was applying the skill. 
Okay. And B, this is huge. The environment in which you're applying the skill. Oh, yeah. Can be so depleting can be so draining because when you, like, I, what did I say? We are externally validated creatures. Right. So when you're out there doing the thing you're naturally good at and you're not receiving in response the ability to be seen for that, celebrated for that, noticed for that because of a million things that are going on with other people, right? They're in right. their own tornado. I always say it's never about you. So they're not trying to put you down. They are thinking about their own careers. They are threatened by the way that they perceive you as competition. They are whatever. For whatever right. reason, when you're not getting, when that environment is not supportive of that beautiful little flower, it doesn't grow. You were utilizing your strong skill set in a way that was not conducive to growth for you. So now you're using that right. same skill set in a different manner. And it's, and it's fulfilling you is what you're saying? Yes, so okay, much. Perfect. Great. Let's keep on keeping on. I love that you said that because it's such the, like, the most crystal clear point yeah. about purpose. And it's myth number three, which is that I can't be doing my purpose in my day-to-day -day job, especially if I'm miserable in my day-to-day -day job. Not true. And I bet a lot of people are too fearful, though, to say, I this is a skill I have and I can use this elsewhere. People are probably... Right. paralyzed in their current positions. And then their purpose is almost getting squandered by the environment. Right. So what would be my advice to someone like that, who I meet a lot in my day to day? Yes. What it would, would it be? be slow yourself down and one, ask yourself, am I doing this to get praise and validation from others? Right. Okay. And if the answer to, am I doing this to get praise and validation from others is yes, don't judge that. That is very human. Right. That is a human thing, especially because in most work cultures, you need some form of validation and praise to get a raise, to get a promotion, right? Like right. those things are necessary. Right. But when it is our sole purpose of doing what we do, we lose the thread. So making sure that you understand that whatever job you're doing, that your why is more than just recognition. That your why has more to do with, am I enjoying it? Do I feel fulfilled? Is this a skill set that comes naturally to me that I enjoy doing? And can I trace the impact of this work? Even if it's on one person, do I understand the greater why? Once you kind of take that dross out, like it's like I'm asking you to put this stuff in a filter. Right. And you take all of that stuff that's about validation and recognition out, then what filters through is a more clear liquid. And that clear liquid is the very source energy of your purpose. It is what you are naturally good at. It is what fulfills you. And it's why you're doing what you're doing. And then I would ask you to do what I did, which is to ask yourself, if I'm miserable here, is it because this clear, beautiful, clarifying untainted. purpose, untainted thing is being done in a way that's draining to my life force or being done in an environment that is draining to my life force. Those two things can be changed. Interesting. Very interesting. I have another concrete example, I think, of yeah. a very clear moment of all of this. I've been asking you, and this was probably a big reason we're doing this, in, in addition to the fact that this is your part of your title, I've been asking you for like, I don't know, 10 years like, what's my purpose? We sort of were younger and yeah. fun. And then as we 
matured a bit, I kept being like, well, now what? Like, now what am I supposed to be doing? And I was asking you for years and years and you were sort of wishy-washy about it. And I thought, is she not telling me because she wants me to discover it? Does she not know all these things? And then one day you just like very firmly said to me, I I was, for the record, I was a stay-at-home mom for a long time, um, which you are lacking validation from all beings, including your own children who you're, or like your small bosses. It's basically like working and having no one tell you anything. And you're like, what's happening? Um, And one day you said to me, your purpose right now is to be a mother. And I instantly settled. Like that feeling that we were talking about of clarity and peace was that I wasn't even paying attention that what I was currently doing was my purpose. I was looking for like my future purpose, which I'm sure we'll get to about how your um, needs and wants can change. And then I realized all of these things you're saying, like, I do feel really fulfilled. I am really good at this. It comes very naturally to me. And my proof is in my children that are happy and thriving and the impact that they're becoming these great, beautiful humans that I think because I committed myself to that role and that purpose for so long. Right. And man, do we downplay the role of mothers, of oh my gosh, of act of fathers, of teachers in this society. Oh my gosh, terribly so. There is nothing shameful about that being your purpose, right? Because if we do not like nurture and nourish the younger generation, then we are just taking our problems and making them worse. So the parents whose entire purpose is on parenting, the teacher whose entire purpose is on teaching that young child is making a global impact. It's not just a one-to-one impact or a one-to-thirty kids in the classroom impact. Those kids are going to go out into the world and do things based on the kind of nourishment and nurturing they receive. That is a massive purpose. So that's why I say that barrier to entry that this idea that purpose has to be global and big uh, creates is what you're talking about. Is like when I said that to you, you finally were like, oh, I guess this can be it. I'm looking for some massive global purpose. But that is, think about what those three kids are going to go do in the world from the place of security and love and nurturing you gave them. I also think that I was um, associating my my purpose and value with some sort of monetary contribution, which I bet a lot of people do also in that I was lucky enough to stay home and be with my children but I, th- I kept saying to myself, like, you're not financial, you're not adding anything to the family finances. And for some reason, that became my value. And that became me not adding any value, which right. the second you said it, I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> like, right. oh, this is totally. And I bet a lot of people are doing that as well at work. Like, I have to stay in this job because my value is in my salary. My value is in the money I'm bringing to my family. Yes. And you know what? Such an important point, right? That you know, we have to make money. We can't just be running around being like, what do I like? And how do I keep doing what I like? But I'll tell you something. Every single person that you look up to as a success or an icon has figured out a way to monetize their purpose. Every single one. And if there is a way for them, there is a way for you. We just have to be more expansive in our thinking and more creative about the way that we apply our natural skill sets and the things that fulfill us and the impact we create to monetize it. And that means even at your current day job, you can do that. Even in your current day job, you can take the things you're naturally good at, the things that fulfill you and create impact out of them and at least be attached to some sense of your purpose. So Bean, for you, your 
we talked about two things related to that equation. One, I said, you're really witty. You're just naturally funny. I've said from the moment I met you that I wish that you wrote for SNL. I would have loved that. You would have loved that. And you're a deeply nurturing, caregiving energy. I love you. But it's true, right? I love you with jokes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I love you in a funny way. So- this is what I mean about getting becoming an investigator about your own life and your own inner world. Like, how cool is it to look at those two things as clues and say, oh, if I add together, I have a really interesting sense of humor that right. makes everyone laugh. There's no one around you that doesn't laugh when I'm around you. And I'm a really, like, nurturing person. All right. Okay. I'm going to keep getting curious about adding these clues into the bucket. I thought because you were going to tell me my purpose right now. I was like, uh-huh. You were like, here uh-huh. we go. Yeah. I'm buckled but up. But here's the thing. You you think that m- me telling you your purpose is me telling you an output of your purpose. This is yes, myth correct. number four. Correct. Which is that we, we believe our purpose is in the thing that's done, not the doing of the thing. Okay. So let me make that more clear. I just said to Bean, your purpose is to make people laugh and to nurture them. You, that gives you a sense of fulfillment and the impact on that is clear. It's obvious, right? People feel good around you. People, whatever, they feel healed, whatever it might be, nurtured. Ooh, yeah. Okay. So if that's your purpose. Now, the outcome of that purpose could have been you went and wrote a really heartwarming sitcom that was hilarious and nurturing in the way that it came across. And that became the thing we sat down on Thursday nights and watched as a family. Ugh. And that brought families together. That's outcome. That. Yeah. Right. right. But we're and, talking current outcome. I mean, if we but were another, to talk about it. <laughs> but do you see the distinct – or another outcome is you are an incredible mom who's found a way to also balance that with being a very nurturing, incredible best friend who said, you know what? I'm going to come help you build your dream. And through that, you're creating impact in the world in another way. There's a million different ways that this outcome of your purpose could play out. Right. Right. That's not your purpose. The the thing, the outcome is not the purpose. The doing of the thing. thing. Yeah. The just being every day like, here's my why. Here's why I do what I do. And here's the impact that I know I have on it. You could do that equation in a million different ways. It's like sliding doors. We were just talking about this when you were here. Gwyneth Paltrow. It could be seven different lifetimes. Seven different ways, timelines of the way you could take that exact equation and apply it in different, completely different ways. And it would still be on track to your purpose. Which I totally get and I am aligned with and I agree with. But I, my struggle, and I believe a lot of people struggle, is how do I apply this purpose even in a basic setting? Like if somebody's at work and their job is to be like, I'm your assistant, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. And even we're, I'm able to be funny and nurturing with you because we have a very close bond, but say, I didn't know you, I would not be cracking jokes. I would not, I mean, I might be nurturing, but I wouldn't be as invested as I am with you. Like, so I wouldn't even know how to apply that in, in a different environment. And I think a lot of people have that issue. Let's reframe that question so that it can be more productive. Okay. Not how do I apply it? How am I currently applying it? Okay. Where am I currently applying my natural skill sets in a way that fulfills me and what's the impact? That's how you get one step closer. The barrier is I'm not there yet. That's an illusion. There is, here's the thing about purpose. It is the reason you exist on this 
specific planet in this specific body at this specific moment in history. Okay? There is no way to not be that. There is no way to not be doing what you're meant to be doing at this specific time in history in this specific body on this specific planet. Right? I see yeah. that that's making you emotional. No, you just make me emotional. <laughs> Cuz you are like I do this with you for for fun and and enjoyment and you like really reframe my entire way of thinking as well as I'm sure other people. Like I never even thought of that. Like, Oh yeah, I am doing that all the time in different scenarios. Like just focus on it. Like focus on what everyone is good at something. Focus on it. Yeah. Light bulb moment. Yeah. And such an embodiment right now of my purpose. I, this was easy for me to do for you just now. I'm so fulfilled in this conversation, the making of this podcast, and look at the impact. That's it right there, right? So if if I had to define my purpose as it's making a podcast with my best friend where she feels enlightened and then other people do too, that feels so narrow. That's one of the ways I'm applying my purpose. I'm applying it in 10 other ways. I coach people. I'm writing a book. I do workshops. I do it for my kids when they have issues. I'm helping my husband evolve as he helps me evolve. Like it's a multifaceted existence, your purpose. It's not one linear tunnel vision way of applying it. Not to mention, I said, I'm doing this for you, but you're my friend and it would be different. But that shouldn't shouldn't detract from the fact that I am still doing that. So whatever you want to say, it might be different in another scenario, but I'm in this scenario right now. So I'm aligned with my purpose in this environment. Right. So if we were to take your two parts of your equation and and we did really want to up-level it and not be so focused on the yes. minutia of the way that you're living your purpose, then what I would say about you is that for now being in this lifetime, at this moment, your purpose is to elevate people to a frequency of joy and laughter and love and doing it in a way where people feel nurtured and cared for so they can then become inevitable and things can become possible for them. Which I love because I always feel like in a lot of ways, this is shifting for me. In a lot of ways, I'm always like, I'm just like the sidekick to kind of boost your message and put it out there. But you're right. I'm providing something. I'm providing a service here. I'm sure someone giggles now and then at my jokes and that may change the course of their day or their week. I matter. Laughter is so powerful. Yes. You know, it, it. the reason that we chose to do this podcast in this way, I had done two seasons where first season was just me talking about intuition and purpose. Second season was me doing really heavy sessions yeah. with people live and, you know, in person. And then what we did, what did we decide? We need people to giggle along the way so that this doesn't feel like they're drinking the most bitter medicine, but that personal growth and returning to self and inner wisdom is a fun, enjoyable process because that's what we stand for. So I think that, let listen, we can, I'll charge you for this session later. You'll Thank get you. my invoice. Just deduct it from my paycheck, please. <laughs> but taking it back to people who are listening and as you think about your purpose, I really want you to consider those 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 myths we just brought up and where are you stuck in those myths? Where do you believe it's got to be bigger than it really is? Where do you believe that you're not already doing it? Where do you believe that you can't do it and make money? You know, I say this, I say this all the time. The notion that our purpose is out of our reach or is only reserved for 
the top the 1% right. is an illusion created by people who want you to work harder for their dreams than you do your own. Wow. Shit. Period. I think I'm lucky enough to have you by my side always providing all of this clarity and mind-blowing information, but I bet there's a lot of people who can't even access their skill, what they believe is their skill set. I'm sure there are people who feel so terribly about themselves that they're like, I'm not good at anything. Yeah. So one, I want to know, is it possible to never find your purpose? No, you will always be doing your purpose. Now, is it possible to not be aware of that? Yes. yes. Is it possible to be in a consciousness that says, I'm not a purposeful person, I'm not enough, and therefore it doesn't exist? Yes. And if you believe it, then it's true. So if you believe true. that you're not on purpose, then you're not on purpose. But the reality is you are here, therefore you are doing your purpose. That is just what it is. But I... I heard another question in there, which you didn't ask me, but I would love for people to do if they're interested, which is what happens if you can't figure out what you're naturally good yes, at? Yes. Yes. Cool. Cool. Easy. Go <laughs> sit down somewhere quiet, take out a notepad and a pen, and give yourself 20 minutes of just sitting there quietly and just write at the top, what am I naturally good at? And start by just literally writing down the first things that come to your head. Just write them down. Then when you get stuck, I'm going to give you permission to go to where you're tempted to go, which is external validation. Great. So then the second question is, what have I been told from a very young age I'm good at? What do I repeatedly hear? What are the themes that I hear from people repeatedly? For me, when I was like nine years old, my mom used to be like, uh, are you a therapist? Like jokingly, but it would just be the way I would engage with other adults in a conversation. So what have I been told? It's okay to just look at the trends without being totally attached to the external right. validation. And then just start looking at all the things you've written down and trust your sense of knowing what is aligned to your truth and what isn't. Circle the things that you're magnetized towards, that you're pulled towards. When you write that list, what's that what little like- the best? What hits yeah, the best? That, yeah, that magnetic feeling inside of you that pulls you towards those words. Circle those. Cool. Flip the page, do the same thing with fulfillment. What, what does fulfillment feel like to me? What do I feel like when I'm fulfilled? Maury said it's a sense of peace. Melissa said it's a sense of wholeness. What is it for me? Okay, when do I feel that way in my life? What are the instances in my life? Right. What am I doing? And in those moments, you know, what is the action, the activity, the people around me? What's that fulfillment look like? This is an investigation. And the invitation to all of you is, Purpose is available to every single one of you. It is the reason you exist, which means you cannot exist without it. So if you don't feel like you're living your purpose, it just means you're not aware of your purpose. Fascinating. The next big, big, big question that I probably had and I brought up in the beginning is, does your purpose change? If it yeah. changes, how would you know it's changing? And what do you do if it's completely shifted and you've been living the past, whatever, like this is very personal for me because I settled into that. Oh, I am. Right. My purpose is being a stay at home mom. Stop looking. Stop looking everywhere else. Like this is what you're great at. Do this, do right. it now. But now my kids are all going to school full time and I'm in a different space. So now I'm like, my purpose will always be to be, make my babies the best they can be. But I, I'm definitely evolving and I'm in a different phase now. And like, so I know something's shifting, but I feel like back to square one. Like I'm equally as confused now because 
I settled on that purpose and it felt really good for a while. Yeah. Does your purpose shift over time? No. Does the way Uh, that you implement your purpose change? Absolutely. And that's great. And that's evolution. So why you exist, what your natural skill sets are, what naturally fulfills you, that never changes. How you utilize those tools in the world is going to change. Again, super tangible. It's mind-blowing. We didn't even discuss this, but my skills with my kids was being really loving and maternal and nurturing and kind of being lighthearted and fun. Right. And bringing a levity to their childhood, right? Right. And now we just use those two things that I'm doing with you. Right. Exactly. And in a year from now, you'll use them in a different way. And 10 years from now, you'll use them a different way. And it'll grow and it'll grow. And as it grows, your impact will grow. Because let's remember, purpose is always for your highest good and the highest good of others. This is very important to know about purpose. You are never, ever doing your purpose at the expense of someone else. Ever. That is not your purpose. Your purpose is not to drain other people's life force. It's not to drain our collective life force. If you are existing in a way that is draining your life force or draining the collective life force, then you're not implementing your purpose in its highest good. And that's another, on the flip side, I think for people to remember, like if their bosses are being really shitty to them, um, to understand that they're also not living according to their purpose because they would never be sucking the life out of you if they were a little more aligned. And again, it goes back to, it's not about you. I mean, listen to their feedback, but it's not about you. The the way they're communicating to you is, is truly about them and their lack of alignment with who they are. 100%. Bean, Bean? it's time for our most famous segment, (laughs) Melissa's takeaways. I actually would like another drum roll here, please. Were you going to say that? No, I was going to say we should have a little theme music that comes yes. right before Melissa takeaways that gets put in every time. It should be like, okay, let's like something like that. Family feud has taken that. Just oh, so no. you know. All right. I'll just change a little. But a boom. But a boom. Is that different? <laughs> you should be a composer. I think that's your purpose. I agree. I felt fulfilled there. Producers, please insert our new, whatever it's going to be. They're going to insert it here and go. Wow, that was really good. It was perfect, you guys. Okay, so my takeaway is so many because I personally had a complete revelation during this experience as well, is that one, I think we're making purpose way too large. It's like this on this grand scale, we have to think like, how will I be the best version of myself ultimately? And we're not looking more micro and inward and saying like, what am I doing every day that feels good? What am I doing... How do I show up in my friendships in a way that feels good? How do I, what am I doing at work that feels good? How, all of those things, like what makes me feel the closest to how I want to be and who I think I really am? One, so that, which is basically your natural skill set, what you're really good at. Plus, what are, what are you doing when you're feeling that? Like take a look around you when you're feeling that and decide and try to deduce what it is in that environment that allowed you the space to feel that way. And then that will ultimately impact how you show up for others and then how you show up for yourself. 
So stop making this such a huge thing. I'd ask you, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? Like, what does it mean? What's going to go on my headstone? Like, what does it, what do I mean being here? And what I mean being here is what I'm doing every day, what I'm working on every day, what I, what makes me feel right in certain situations is more aligned with my purpose. And the closer I get to it, the better I can use it and sort of extrapolate from it how I can serve others and serve myself best. Very well said. You know what's going to go on your headstone? A little picture of a bean. (laughs) Thanks. Thank you. All right. Well, that was really... Am I missing anything? No, you got it. You got it. That was so fun. I loved having this conversation with you and the moments of clarity that you had after 20 plus years of friendship. The fact that you can have moments of clarity with this makes me feel like all right, we're doing something purposeful. I want to add something. It's not a straight path. You don't hop on your purpose and that's it. The way you apply your purpose can shift week to week, day to day, year to year, decade to decade. Like like the example I gave of how I'm using my natural skill set as my purpose as a mother. And now I'm shifting it into like the corporate world and just using what I do best in the best way I can. Perfect. It's not linear. Never is. Perfect purpose. Well- I guess we're done for this week and you'll come back and hang out with me next week. Always will. Always be here. All right. Guys, thank you for listening. As always, if you want to support the show, we so appreciate you sharing this with anyone that you think would benefit from this conversation. And if you could please leave us a review anywhere you listen to this podcast, we would much appreciate that too. See you next week. Bye. Bye. This has been another episode of Signal, the podcast that raises your frequency. This podcast is co-hosted by me, Maury Fontanez, and Melissa Gushka. Special thanks to my production team, Anushri Thekadev, Arman Kassam, and Anais Islami. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. See you then.